2: Hello and welcome to Blighty Day Fiancé, Married at First Blight Australia, the only Married at First Sight Australia recap podcast hosted by an American lady and her whinging palm husband. Hey now. Is that what they call the Brits? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow. What an incredible second week. We've got all the explosive drama that one looks for in the commitment ceremonies. We've got clandestine liaisons, or maybe not. We've got body shaming. We've got kink shaming. We've got every kind of shaming there is, (laughs) except fat shaming. Because as we know... What do we know? Well... They never, uh, you know, one place that casting is not diverse on dating shows is oh, right. uh, size-wise. Oh, yeah.
1: No, everyone's skinny. Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And while our dear, dear child makes as much noise as humanly possible in the background, um, shall I introduce you, Robin?
1: Yeah, I think you just did.
2: Yeah, my name is Michelle. Right. Welcome, if you're just joining us, um, and welcome back... If you're a longtime listener now, remember if you're having trouble finding the show, watching this show, um, you can come to our Facebook group and plenty of people have shared their experience, strength and hope. Um, sorry, I don't mean to uh, talk down 12-step programs, but pe- they've shared their experiences and their methods of watching this masterpiece because you do not want to miss out.
1: Yeah, I personally recommend uh, Qantas. That's that's a good airline to get yourself to Australia. Um, just ask your boss if you can have the next, like, seven, eight, nine weeks off. Just go to Australia. That's the best way, right? <laughs> Sure. Um, some of us don't
2: particularly enjoy flying. So, um, look, just a wee bit of housekeeping. The other show that we cover is 90 day fiance the other way. Okay. Um, and that drops on Tuesdays or Thursdays. So make sure that you are signed up for our feed so that you don't miss any episodes of this or, uh, the other one. And um, find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash day. You will get some extra material from our uh, 90 Day the Other Way podcast in the week, which I think people enjoy. There's also my pet project that I share with a royal expert and...
1: Um, Doctor of History. It's sleazy shit. If you're Australian and you want to know why you want to get rid of the royal family and just be, you know, like a republic and all of that stuff and abolish the monarchy, um, you'll hear that they've been pretty awful for at least 100 years now.
2: Now, listen... It, tis of the fashion now to have your own podcast about, like, oh, why do we gossip about the royal family? And let's hear wonderful stories about the lambs wool that their beautiful grandchildren's sweaters are. This is not that. It's not that. This is no. the Nazi stuff. This is the sex stuff. It's fucking These and are fighting. The, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is.
1: So, yeah. um, fucking and fighting with a plummy accent.
2: It's called royalty. Mm -hmm. and uh, next season is going to get even better because we're going to have guest stars. Mm -hmm. So, um, that is quite exciting. Now, uh, not nearly
1: as exciting as what
2: we are looking at. So...
1: Just so y'all know, um, we're doing these podcasts after the commitment ceremonies every week. Um, So, it took a little bit of time to get to this one, didn't it? You know, they held it almost back. Like, usually... Like, on a Thursday, I kind of feel that you would get the commitment ceremony, like, at the end of the week and the next week would start, but it kind of rolled over a bit. So, we're a little later than we thought we'd be, but, hey, we're here. Right. Right. So, we've got a lot to recap. Um, Let's go a couple... And this is our own commitment ceremony. It's a little confronting. Um, Who's first up on the couch?
2: So first up on the couch are Jesse and Claire.
1: (laughs) Okay. Are we going to follow the order they did?
2: Yeah, why not? That's the order that I took notes in.
1: All right. So we'll talk about everything that's led up to them being there and their big stories and all that jazz.
2: Right. So, um, and conveniently for us everything there's so much repetition <laughs> in the show including on the at, at the commitment ceremonies so yeah there's no think- detail that is that is spared here
1: no because maths lasts last for about three years every year <laughs> um and i think if you cut the repetition out it would be about three hours
2: but you know what you can say the same for the football season and i'm not sorry for saying that because
1: it's <laughs> absolutely true yeah that goes a long time
2: all right um, so just Have you
1: seen in- Aussie rules football?
2: No, I haven't. Not interested. Thank you. Can they we move wear, on?
1: Well, they wear very, very short shorts. Very tight, short shorts. I recommend it. Any of our American listeners.
2: Is it men playing or women? Yeah, no, it's men. Oh, okay. I'm interested.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying. If you want a sport just to perv over, um, it's like watching the Italian soccer team all the time.
2: So, Jesse and Claire are first up on the couch. Um, Alejandra's first comment <laughs> is, or her appraisal, rather, is that this is highly, highly lukewarm.
1: <laughs> it's an inverse thing, isn't it? Can you be highly lukewarm? Uh,
2: I don't know. But I like it. It's I, fine. I sort of get what she meant. I sort um, of get what she meant. Now, Jesse explains that there was a group outing, where Claire and Adam allegedly left to be alone um when Jesse came back, Claire was not at the apartment when she did come in. It was one o'clock in the morning, and he hears what he repeatedly re- repeatedly refers to as the iconic Adam laugh
1: <laughs> which we've never heard no, <laughs> no. um. He's and, not that funny, is he? He's not like a laughy kind of guy, really.
2: And the words, "Tonight you were so funny when..." dot dot dot. And then she said, he said she said, "Sorry girls, got to go." Mm. She claims she said, "Sorry guys, got to go." Um, she said that she was on the phone to her best mate um and his wife Married couple. Anyway, um, Jesse, who was having none of this, went to Adam and Janelle's apartment, bare-chested, shirtless, shirtless in the middle of the night to scream at him and demand to know whether he was on the phone.
1: If only he'd worn a shirt, it would have been completely fine. It's the shirtlessness.
2: (laughs) Well, it's weird that it didn't come up and that it, it was sort of like, hey, this is... The, the cast universally acknowledged that this was terrible behavior. Mm-hmm. The experts went, wow, look how much he cares about her.
1: Right. <laughs> um, here's the thing. When we were watching this, I, we love this show, right? And we've told lots of people to watch this show because this is the only show on TV where they get called on their bullshit and you said to me who knows how long this ran and they may have edited it out i want to say as i said to you to everyone listening all we can do is judge the show on what it puts out right i can't judge it on things that got edited away so i was shocked that they let this stand i'm really disappointed really because i come to maths for the reading of Phil.
2: Sure, but I think that we need to bear in mind that they are always, the, at least since we've been watching it, since the Bryce and Melissa era, they've always been kind of soft on domestic violence <laughs> yeah. or their understanding of what abusive, coercive, controlling behaviour is... Yeah, it's just a man blown off steam, is, right? ...is kind of skewed. I, I I mean, I don't know that I would take it that far, but there's... There's been plenty of unacceptable behavior on this show. And, and mm. whether it's a male or a female um, perpetrator, it, it often gets... Um...
1: But here's the thing. Remember all of the shit Domenica got into for breaking a wine glass? <laughs> yeah. Right? When everyone was actually piling on her. Yep. No one was piling on Jesse. It was unprovoked. And I would say what he did was considerably more threatening. Oh, I agree. Completely. (laughs) And other shows would remove someone for behaving like that. Right? Yeah. Like Big Brother or something. You'd be out of the house. Sure. Yeah. Kind of shocking. I think the thing is, in the early days, there is an onus to keep it going. And we'll get to this with another couple as well. Even the experts, ultimately, they're producers, really. and they want the show to keep going Um, and they want the people that they cast to be on for long enough to explode in their own little jolly ways. But so they don't really want people kind of out at the start, but yeah, super disappointing. We should, we should go back because we're sort of covering the whole week. What was your whole vibe on the Jesse thing throughout the week?
2: Um, I thought that he was acting like someone who's coercive and controlling mm. um and really insecure. I think that he has a uh an extreme aversion to being humiliated or embarrassed or cuck- particularly cuckolded. Yeah. Um I I know he's talked about this supposedly abusive rel really, and I'm forgive me allegedly abusive relationship that he had been in before. Um,
1: where he was hidden for two years. Where uh, he
2: was hidden for two years. I don't now, really.
1: Well, my theory on the why he was hidden for two years. You know, he takes that as it was a terrible thing I was put through. I'm kind of thinking. Was there a reason she kept you away from everyone for two years? Like, she couldn't leave you because she was scared of you. But she certainly didn't want you contaminated the rest of her life. I... That is not uncommon for mm. someone that's in an abusive relationship the other way. I i wouldn't know I wasn't there. I'm just saying it's very possible that he didn't get to meet her friends and family because she couldn't trust him to behave.
2: Are you telling me that you've never dated someone you've, you were embarrassed of?
1: My very first girlfriend, I proudly kept her away from all of my friends just because, not because I was ashamed of her in any way, but because I really liked the, the idea that there was something for me and not for them. Does that make sense? So I have that life and I have that life. And if one of my two lives went to shit, I had the other one. Does that make sense?
2: My ex before you never introduced me to his best friend from
1: childhood. I've never and... spoken to your best friend.
2: Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but come on, she lives a million miles. And you have spoken to my best friend. She was my maid of honour. <laughs>
1: Okay, sorry. Oldest friend. Yeah, your oldest yeah, friend. Yeah, but
2: you know, that's, nobody cares. All right, um, <laughs> Janelle and Adam, Adam apologizes to everyone on earth, he apologizes to the viewers and the experts and the ceiling and the sofa cushion um, for causing Janelle, you Sincere. Know, any
1: issues? I think when someone apologizes that much, it becomes insincere. Like you say, I I, I sort of it, it felt like one of those Oscar speeches, where it's like, and "I don't want to th- thank my hairdresser and the guy who drove me here today." It was everything, right? So the point where you just think, "Do you really mean any of this?"
2: You know what? I think that they both have a reason for being on this show yeah and i don't think either of them wants to fuck it up for the other
1: they don't want it fucked up like this
2: exactly yeah so better that he doesn't check the phone right or that she doesn't see his phone right
1: (laughs) better that there's no
2: drama because if they can sail through this Mm -hmm. if if they can be the couple that everybody likes yep or, or even the couple who goes under the radar like that um cricket player and the redhead who just you know no drama and mm-hmm. they're still together and that that's great you know that is the best case scenario for something like this because you get to you know forgive me you get to have this experience and it doesn't
1: ruin the rest of your life. Yeah, your profile gets raised. You get the PA feeds. You know all, yeah. of, all of that good stuff. But yeah, no no actual drama. It's how I would do it.
2: So not surprisingly, they they both wrote stay. I forgot to say Jesse and Claire both wrote stay.
1: Um, have you got our predictions to hand, or, or do you want to go through it at the end about how we did?
2: We'll uh, do it at the end. I well for Jesse and Claire. You wrote stay, stay. Mm. I wrote stay, stay. Um, and I think I believe,
1: Je- yeah. Jesse wrote leave. Jesse wrote leave. Everyone and else was stay. Claire wrote stay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, Tanya and Ollie.
1: Do you just because I didn't know that we really closed out the Jesse thing? Do you think that you know how sometimes when someone writes stay, uh, writes leave, but they know the other one will do stay so it's just sending a little message right in his case his apology his i don't like who i've become and all of this stuff i I don't know how much i really believe it it's one of those when you write leave knowing that you're not actually going to be leaving that's the vibe i got there did you get that vibe yeah yeah yeah
2: um there's tani and uh young jerry seinfeld wow. Couldn't hate that dress more. Um, look, they have good communication. Uh, the sex is too good. There's a quote from the film Annie Hall. Um, and let's put aside collectively how we feel about Woody Allen. Objectively, this is a very good film. Um, and he sees a couple... The main character sees a couple in the street of these two, you know, very attractive people, and he stops them and he says, hey, you look like a very happy couple, um, are you? And uh, the lady in the couple goes, yeah. He says, yeah, so how do you account for it? And she says, well, I'm very shallow and empty, and I have no (laughs) ideas and nothing interesting to say. And then her boyfriend says, and I'm exactly the same way. Brilliant that's all i have to say about that um they both wrote stay and
1: yet there is a little bit more to him than nothing i think
2: i think there's more to her than nothing too all right but i'm just saying under circumstances like these yeah where you don't have jobs making you stressed out where you yeah. don't have family to take care of when you're not like
1: Your bodies don't hurt yet.
2: Yeah, your bodies don't hurt yet.
1: You're young, and if it doesn't work, you know you've got 27 other chances.
2: Yeah, exactly. The the stakes are not particularly high, you know? So, God bless them. They seem like really nice people.
1: Yeah. Um, They actually do. That's the thing. They genuinely do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now… Melinda and
1: Leighton. What the fuck happened here?
2: I really, really didn't like either of them in the beginning. I, I thought, ugh, he's, well, we had a lot of thoughts about these two.
1: He had a money tree. Come on, it's touching. Um,
2: I couldn't, I just didn't understand what her understanding of that was and how she was able to have such a firm opinion on it no do you know what i mean
1: i know I, um, I think she just didn't want like a kind of you know an arrogant stockbroker cliche yeah and yeah he's not that um i think he's shaping up to be a brent was it brent i always confuse brent and Brett, but it was brent right
2: yeah yeah i'm glad we cut out uh, the part where I screamed at you for not knowing what you were talking about because that would have made me look really <laughs> mean.
1: Oh, my goodness. Such so, such grace to put it back in retroactively. Like I know.
2: That. You guys... I love you. Um, I don't... Look, no, I just want to address this now because I, I am sure that you have noticed that I'm... You know, my voice is different. The... um the whatever the cadence of my voice is different. I sound like I'm drugged up or slurring or whatever. I have been on one particular medication for a long time. I've been on and off it and I have to go off it again because of the side effects. It's It's a difficult thing to handle. Um, Please don't worry about me. I know how kind you all are, but this this really sucks. And unfortunately, the person who pays the worst price for it is not the person, you know, who is in physical pain and losing sleep. It's the person who pays for it is Robin because he has to, you know, take care of me. So I'm really sorry and um i'm sorry for robin and i know that you will all join me in you know thanking him for being such a fine support to me oh
1: we love you and it is a great pleasure um right where we are yes what i wanted to say um i sort of think he might be turning into that like your initial impression is that he's a flash harry as we say um don't know if you can say flash harry anymore um because of harry um but actually i think he might be kind of sort of the earth really sensitive kind guy and she's completely flipped to playing a completely different role as well, I, I just didn't see where any of it was coming from. They didn't show any of the progress, and he had these people that had nothing in common and were never going to share a bed. And they had to—you you remember? Yeah. Like she gets into bed in her silky pajamas, and he's, he's doing his emails, right? And all of a sudden, we haven't seen from them at all, and they're—they're they're like super couple. It's really weird, really weird, and I don't know. I, I dare say they're just holding it back for later in the run or something, but...
2: No, I disagree. I, th- I think when it comes down to it, she had a role to play, and I think that they were sort yeah. of uh, poking and prodding at her to be more difficult than she had to be. And I think that this is actually actually a genuine affection that is building over time yeah that is that is romantic yeah so good thing they both wrote stay
1: i liked her when we first saw her when she was having her conversation with melissa it is isn't it yeah yeah i I hated her Well, I liked the way she kind of held her ground about not having to, you know, sleep with the husband after the marriage and stuff. I, I thought she handled it at the time really quite respectfully. She didn't get in a big fight or anything, or or she she didn't shame right, which mm. she could have done. I didn't think. I I thought she handled it quite well because it was quite an intense conversation, and she sort of kept her shit together. Um, so I was really disappointed at her wedding when she sort of acted like that. And I guess she's reverted back to what I initially thought she was going to be, but the only thing I will say is, clearly she can be one of two people, and I think we'll be seeing both of them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there always comes a time when, um, you know, there's the couple's retreat where they separate the the guys from the girls, and any time there's a hint of a threat there, it turns into like something terrible, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just sorry. I'm just having, you know, like very visceral memories from, from Domenica breaking a glass and Olivia turning it into something it wasn't.
1: Um, Yeah. I'm not seeing one of the best things about maths is the incredible camaraderie you get rarely with the women sometimes with the men and when it happens it's it's beautiful right
2: yeah it's great when it happens with the guys but i'm feeling it this year though mm, i'm seeing uh i think i think they're all gonna attack melissa like a pack of um
1: yeah hyenas
2: they are you now they're gonna huddle Melissa's- around him aren't they
1: but i noticed that harrison's trying to pretend to be the touchy feely guy who cares about the other guy
2: oh god no right
1: so you're gonna get what we really love which is the bromance <laughs> but it's gonna be fake bromance i think for the cameras
2: no i don't want it i don't I want it i know okay anyway um duncan and Eliza and elissa elissa is the mormon gal
1: duncan is the guy with the absolutely appalling hair that she thinks is always perfect and terrible facial hair i'd
2: like to add <laughs> here's what i'll say about these two and i I don't think there's gonna be a massive deviation from it. I think they're comporting themselves like mature adults, which they should because, you know, she has a young child mm-hmm. to think about and she can't be, you know, messing around. Um I mean, she can, she can do whatever she likes, but if she's talking about, you know, building a serious relationship, you know, they're getting they're getting comfortable together and things are just progressing as they should it doesn't seem like it's happening too fast not a ton of passion
1: there really
2: but you know well,
1: they seem to say that there is i just don't see it particularly yeah. again they're a little bit like seinfeld and mrs seinfeld but kind of without the youthful joie
2: it's not the joie it's the it's the I need to rip your clothes off, kind of. Yeah, there are none of that. Which is not to say that, you know, that that needs to be the case in every relationship, okay? We'll g- get to more of that. So, here's the one couple where, or it's not the only couple, but one of the couples where there is nothing for me. And that's Daniel and Sandy. Right. So um
1: You mean there's nothing between them romantically? There's
2: nothing between them romantically. I think they make really good roommates.
1: He looks like he's like her PA, maybe. Like she's hired him to sort of be around and take care of things. You know what I mean? They have almost a professional kind of relationship. I, th- I think she's in charge.
2: Yeah, I think they could be work husband and wife. Yeah. You know, but... There's no, there is zero sizzle. There is zero.
1: And I imagine the producers are really disappointed because, again, this is like her first relationship. There's a few of them, right? Yeah. But I'm not getting any sense of, again, maybe it's the edit, but they haven't shown what it's like for her to live with a man for the first time. I've seen none of it. Unless... Like, they have the cameras there, and it turns out what it's like for her to live with a man for the first time is just getting on with it. You I know? think
2: he's, you know, I it, this is not what he's looking for, okay? and And I don't think this is what she's looking for. The thing is, she doesn't have any expectations, which is perfect for him, because he can just be himself.
1: What I will say is quite strange, is opting out of arranged marriage right Mm -hmm. just to (laughs) To be the different kind (laughs) to to opt in to arrange marriage yeah it's really weird like the rebellion she's not really being rebellious but there is a bit of that isn't there it's a it's a righteous thought through intellectual rebellion um against you know You know, the tradition that she respects, but also she wants, you know, autonomy and independence and and to go out and do it alone. But instead, she's just accepted this kind of white bread nothing that she wouldn't look twice at. No, I think her parents could have found something more appropriate, probably.
2: I also don't. I don't think that it'll be—intimacy week will be interesting because she also strikes me as someone who totally understandably, um, you know, doesn't have a comfortable sexual relationship with her own body, you know? Like, I don't think she's thought that much, one way or the other, about what makes her feel good or anything like that. I think that's so— you know,
1: my, yeah. I think my that's worry be with
2: challenging,
1: I I worry that her awareness of such things comes just from media, sure, and not from life experience. And when that's the case, like the bar is, it's not high, but it's it's obliquely different. You you can't get to that bar because it's not real life. So whatever standards she's going to set are going to be like fiction standards and again that's the shit that you go through when you're like having your first love when you're 16 or something do you know what i mean like that this relationship does it measure up to the romantic poets does it you know and like she's got you gotta get some of those out of the way i think it, it it's very odd i i truly yeah. do not know why she's on this show i just don't get it
2: yeah i don't know how you get anyone in that position to date um, particularly on a show like this. Anyway.
1: Anyway.
2: Um. Oh, I almost... Ugh. I'm going to go to Bronte and Chode. Uh, I skipped over Melissa and Josh. I certainly didn't mean to, but I, this is just where we are. Okay? Yeah, we'll save so, the
1: best till last.
2: Unless you were asleep, <laughs> um, Chode, whose Christian name is Harrison, but... In honor of Megan Taylor's cat, Harrison, who's valiantly fighting for his life, I, I want to strip this demon of the Harrison name forever. So, uh, he's Chode, okay? Because he is one. Um, now, Chode, you can s- you can see John Aiken kind of licking his chops here. He's got his work cut out for him. Chode has a strong opening gambit here, which is, it's been great it's been like a holiday
1: his tactic is always to say the opposite it's a little bit like you know when like kids just repeat everything you say just Mm -hmm. to annoy you right they do it to each other and stuff his little game is just in a contrarian kind of way take the other line to unsettle the person that you're speaking to right yeah he will never like if someone goes oh i'm cold He'll, he'll never say yeah it is cold should we put the heating he'll always be always always be oh i feel cool. i feel hot that will always be what you get with him
2: yeah he now look i'm not saying he's much of a reader and this book is probably slightly too old for him but he read some version yeah. of neil strauss's the game yeah because it's his whole thing is putting some. it's negging but it's also constantly putting whoever he's talking to on the back foot Mm -hmm. right yep oh we don't want to go through this story again because he says it's really not anybody's business
1: kind of is you're on a tv show
2: um so chode says that this other girl came over to help him pack but he didn't sleep with her no um by now the, this was by the way moments after denying that he had spoken to her at all. Who helps
1: someone pack? I mean, I've asked you to on occasion, just like time is really limited, and I'm I'm a slow packer, and you know sometimes it's better just make the decisions for me. But yeah. I don't invite a. Girl, I'm sleeping with to come over to my house and help me pack.
2: No, I think it's a Real Housewives thing, and it should stay like that. How do you mean? Like they they always do. Like there's always a trip on Real Housewives, and there's always a scene where everyone's packing. They're like. 18 suitcases that they can't fit anything in, even though they're only going to be gone for two days, like that kind of But do of...
1: they get people over to help them pack? Yes, they do. <laughs> well, I guess when you got 18 suitcases, maybe that's fair enough. But I, as far as I can see, he had one big white suitcase. I reckon he can pat that himself. Um, I think he was you also something else.
2: wanted me to know. Well, we'll see, but because I want to talk about this, right? Yeah. Um, you were annoyed that all the focus went on the girl um, whose legs and body his brain should not have been
1: between, between, in. or
2: in or near. Um, and she not,
1: almost had a killer line, didn't she? No, she kind of fumbled. Oh, God the bless ball. her. She but it's only because it's
2: not her first language. Yeah. She has to think in, like, I think English is her third language, even. It I think was,
1: Spanish and then Dutch. It was so beautiful to see Alejandra, like, Ugh. be the one to come for, right? Yeah, you, I love you, you, her. John's the rock Rottweiler, right? And you expected him to rip Harrison's throat out. But she was very much, she, <laughs> she was kind of like, no, I expect you to answer because I asked you a question. and She was, oh. Yep. She could talk like that to me any day. Mm.
2: Now, uh, what didn't come up
1: is Yeah, I was pissed off, you were saying.
2: Yes, what didn't come up is that Chod and Bronte unfortunately had sex, which he described as passionless. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, An echo of last year with the awful Texan man.
2: Right. And uh, it ended up, um, you know, not being... Uh, It ended up being so horrible that um, it made him not attracted to her anymore. Now, you have one theory of how that happened. You Mm -hmm. have another.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
1: So let's take it back to the dinner that they're having on their honeymoon after the aborted attempt at sex, right? Okay. Where before that, he's like all over her and desperate to get into bed with her, right? And then something happens, and then he's like, I'm just not sexually attracted to you anymore. You think it's because he couldn't get it up?
2: I think it's because he went soft in the middle, which happens, Mm. but he blamed that entirely on her, and that was how he covered it up.
1: And I think, and the clue is in the cupcake, (laughs) and I, I will tread lightly.
2: You think he doesn't like her boobs?
1: I think they had a conversation about her boobs, and I think he said something really, uh, really quite unacceptable. Like you know, I don't like fake, yeah, right. Uh, or you know, that kind. Of, yeah, people have done it before. Like you know, the "you're not my type" conversation. It's happened on maths quite a lot, sure. right? And then people get really upset. Yeah,
2: the Bryce and Melissa season. The, the whole time it was "you're not." You're just not, not my, my type. type.
1: I, I might get attracted to you in time, but you're not really my type. I think she probably asked him a question like, do you like what you see? And being the prick that he is, he was probably like, broadly, yes, but I would change that if I could, right? I think. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, those, you know, it's not really my thing. And he probably said much worse things and I'm not going to act it out because I don't want to say such things. But that cupcake... I'm pretty damn fucking sure, was a dig.
2: Oh, no question. But it didn't work. and went way over her head. She it did not make the go. connection. No,
1: because later she's going, you know, you can't win me around with a cupcake. I don't think she realized the cupcake was another knife in her back. I don't even think the producers understood that they, that was... I don't know, because they dwelled on it so much. And it was a breast. It yeah. was a big, round, fake 1980s implant breast right right yeah and and i have to say like the scene in the restaurant she's wearing that kind of and i'm colorblind i think it's salmon pink but maybe beige kind of top it doesn't matter her nips were out yeah it didn't adjust it i'm just saying like seeing that and then seeing the cake I'm pretty sure that conversation. But the, is at the, the
2: entire point of that exercise yeah. was for him to blame the bad sex on her oh, yeah. and put her on the back foot once again. Absolutely. Right? She can never feel secure in this relationship, and he's a fucking
1: monster. Even he, if he was enjoying the sex, he has he would enjoy that more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He
2: he has the nerve to say, look, I'm not perfect, but at least I gave 100%. Yeah, that's
1: the whole thing. You act like an absolute prick, and then someone just can't bear to talk to you. That's them opting out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: and Aiken says, you need to drop the what have you done for me, which is, yeah, absolutely right. Um, the now, The
1: boundary. Chode wrote Leave. But. Just to go back to our point and just to reiterate, incredibly disappointed that it may be the edit, but we can only judge what we see. They did not take him to task for this continual kind of gaslighting. And, you know, he says, we see clips, like he's, he's about to claim in the next episodes that he's the one that's always being gaslit. But we've seen the way he undermines and does that kind of thing again and again and again, and they didn't take him to task for it. All they took him to task for is having someone on the outside. And for me, that is the least of his sins. Right? I hated him well before any of that stuff, you know? That's, yeah, that is not his core problem. It is indicative of his core problem that he doesn't give a fuck about anyone else, but I'd rather they covered the whole thing. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um Lindell and Cam oh sorry, the so they Bronte is an idiot and she, because somehow <laughs> somehow having healthy boundaries and good self esteem means you makes you a quitter in this world. Yeah. Um I had predicted that she would leave because I thought she had a lick of sense, which she obviously does
1: not. Well at some point Um, and we have this with love is blind this year right when you see a man for what he is know that you cannot change a man like that yeah you can't change a man like that and any improvement that you get from harrison is going to be a psychopath feigning humanity right yeah and that isn't good <laughs> i don't want to see it ugh, i know i'm gonna see him be all sickly sweet and syrupy in it and so fake and, and she'll be grateful for that somehow and ugh, she should have written leave honestly cut your losses
2: right melissa and josh listen <laughs> <sighs> uh, this
1: 90s is- man josh what's his other t-shirt Macho. Yeah. They've really fucking done a number on him with the clothes. Because, again, this whole thing with Harrison Packing, the guys are given clothes to wear. I don't know about the girls, but in previous seasons, the men are all wearing, like, the same brands and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's very like, strange. These are never their clothes.
2: No, 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 no never. No, no, no. no. Um, so, look, this is an interesting conundrum here. Because, mm. um and i'm speaking from experience here there was there was a time in my life and i learned later that, that that this was a trauma response to something that i went through many years ago um but there was a time in my life where i was terrified of being alone and i didn't really couldn't really relate to women very well, or always, you know, screwed up for like friendships were too much. And, um, and I sought, you know, relationships with men, which at the time, um, that seemed to be I felt that that sex was the only thing that I could offer. And when you build up a persona of, you know, ooh, you're all about sex, freak in the sheets, whatever. Like, you need to be able to back that up with some degree of discernment and not just, I am going to jump on whatever dick comes swinging my way. You know? Well,
1: you're going to struggle to have the same dick more than once. If that's the mode of conversation sure but but she seems angry
2: that she seems it almost seems like she thinks that she was promised some kind of like swingers holiday where she would just be getting
1: dick down well she had a relationship where the sex dried up and she left right yeah but you don't the solution to that isn't to insist that all your future relationships are relentless, like sex on the hour. That's not how it works. And and Josh understands that, doesn't he? The idea is like you actually have a relationship and then you want to have sex. You know? Sure. And I do get the feeling that he's not a particularly sexual person. And I think they've deliberately paired him with her to provoke her. I think. Yeah. Which all feels very, very cruel. Not least to him. Like, I think he would have been better with Sandy, maybe. Oh, who knows? I don't know.
2: I think he's a a nice enough guy. He's
1: grown on me and he did grow a pair this week.
2: It's difficult to get the measure of him. I I will say, I was impressed. impressed that he's and and i'm assuming that this that he learned this going to counseling with his ex-wife he does have the emotional literacy to be able to explain why he thinks and feels what he does the problem is she doesn't give a shit no she's not here for this
1: it was a devastating moment where he asked her what do i do for a living yeah yeah, I, I feel like I've seen that somewhere before.
2: It's sad, and it's oh yeah, with Brent and
1: um, it was wasn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, and and Tamara who just could not care less who yeah, she was that's with. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: you and know, she had no answer, and then her her kind of panic. I'm gonna take sex off the table, and she said it at the commitment ceremony as well. I've taken it. A- Which I thought was incredibly, she feels like she's being sort of very gracious there, but it's all in her gift, right? Right. To set the pace there. It's up to her whether it's off the table. Well, you know what? I think Josh took it off the table, actually. You know, when he went to bed and left you sitting in the other room and told you not to go anywhere near him i think actually the sex was already off the table it's not in your gift you're not in control that's not what relationships are what
2: i really hated was that the minute he started talking about he was just sharing his views it had nothing it it was not a um it was not a referendum on her In the slightest. He just says, look, I'm someone who doesn't talk about sex publicly. Mm -hmm. She immediately goes, well, and I feel rejected...
1: Okay. Well, you're going like, to have to deal with that feeling. Okay. She, what she was saying is, well, you're on a show where that's part of it. And it's like, yeah, I'll talk to the experts. <laughs> you know, that that's fine. Look, I just guy, don't want to talk to the producers, and yeah.
2: This guy's grandma is watching this. Okay, and he that's doesn't what it is. He's want got it. Kids. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. And I don't have to tell any of you who have been in a custody battle that, like, Mm. the other side will take anything they can to use as ammunition. You know what?
1: You've actually nailed it there, because I do very much get the feeling that he's scarred by that. Totally. Yeah, I think that the... Visiting arrangements, whatever are clearly not as much as he wants, and he's heartbroken because of that. I I think if he puts a foot wrong, his life's going to get harder. Right.
2: Oh, forgive me. Okay. Um. Lyndall and Cam. Look, everything's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I can only think of a day where you know. <laughs> um. You know, Ambien really changed our relationship, and I think we can—look, I look, I know that's apples and oranges. Um, I just mean there's a lot of focus on this miracle drug, and we've said before, it kind of feels like— this relationship is sponsored by this cystic fibrosis drug. She says her worst fear in telling anyone is hearing that they know someone who had it, right? And thus didn't survive. Look, it's a terrible illness. It has taken people who I cared very deeply about. Um, I just, it is amusing to me that, that this drug is like the third person in their relationship. It's just interesting. I mean, yeah, I guess by necessity, but he
1: compete with the drug.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying.
1: That's the thing.
2: Um, there's still some unsubstantiated rumors about him that are too dark to go into. look them up yourself if you want, but trigger warning, I can't deal with any negative stuff to do with animals. So I'm going to leave that there. Um, That that brings us to last, but certainly not least, Shannon and Caitlin, (laughs) Caitlin and Shannon, he looks like he was trying to do an australian tribute to mark owen and it didn't work out
1: i think he's more he's got a bit of marty pillow from wet 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 to him he <laughs> he looks like an 80 year man who's been crammed inside the body of a 50 year old man he's just oddly old and yet when you look at for his age he's way too old for his age his face Face, and and when you look at it long enough he looks even older like the longer you look at him time moves super quickly and he just ages in front of you he's like that guy from stereo mcs who was (laughs) this who was not particularly old but looks about 120 he's just odd to look at
2: y'all this is a very very sad story because Caitlin, as Mel reminds us, Caitlin deserves everything. She does it's not deserve line. crumbs. Um, she's been in this position before uh with a dude who cheated on her with his ex. So this is like being, you know, run through her traumas again. And I guess, you know, she wrote stay because she loves the familiar or something. Um, it was a
1: heartbreaking line when she's like, This is all my traumas at once. Yeah. It's like th- this episode, I have to say, and the, the week, we're covering the week really, not just the episode, but there were some killer lines. And certainly she comported herself really, really brilliantly until the moment she wrote Stay.
2: I couldn't believe that. Because I really she couldn't. She talks
1: about repeating traumas and repeating, you know, getting off those tracks and you know she she came on the show to break those cycles and she's just done another cycle herself voluntarily the dignity that she would have got if she just stood up there and then and said not only have i written leave but i'm actually leaving right now and just walked yeah and she could have looked at those judges and she could have said to them, uh, judges, ha <laughs> ha, they are, looked at the experts and said, do your due diligence next time.
2: Right. And I remember in the previous episode, she said, she's so glad they never slept together. Um, <sighs> and, yeah, and Johnny can just firebombs this entire situation and says, look, two guys out of the tens of thousands who applied for this experiment. And these two, you know, Chode and uh, Shan were with their exes, you know, not even a week ahead of time.
1: It is disgusting. The reason it's disgusting is because you have robbed someone else of possibly their careers. You know, to go on a show like this is not easy, right? Most employers do not give you months off work to go on a TV show. Right. Right. There are huge implications to going on a show like this, huge implications not least you may not have started up relationships yourself with people on the outside because you were holding back for this right there are <laughs> to do this to someone is i often say it's a mini murder you have sort of killed one strand of where their life could have gone and it it is wholly unacceptable. What I will say though is, it's not really good enough for my hero. I love him to biz, John Aitken to to bitch and moan at the. No,
2: I agree completely. The
1: guys, when I'm afraid, it was him and his producers and the company who allowed this to happen. Um, someone. I don't want to say someone should get the sack. I never want anyone to get the sack, but someone did a rotten job. And it wasn't just Harrison and Shannon lying. You should be able to, yeah.
2: Somebody, well, somebody should lose their job over this. I never Genuinely. like to say someone
1: should lose their job. Well, they but, should, well, but maybe next time you'll hire some private eyes to follow people or something, you know, because this is no good. Or
2: you undertake some kind of agreement, not, I mean, for health and safety, if no other reason I that you sort not of agree fuck someone else. Like, you can't go, I don't know, the amount of, t- of time it takes for you to like stay clear of STIs, like, that's.
1: I mean, come on. This is also still probably filmed under like COVID, was it? Maybe just sort uh, I
2: don't of? think so. Now, if you can stop flapping your gums for a <laughs> moment, I want to go through some of the what I think were the the critical moments of this week. Right. Okay. So um now usually the ranking task where they yeah. have to rank all the other people in the cast, is a lot more explosive. It didn't have as, as much of an impact this time around, although Shannon puts Melinda first because, quote, this one would impress your
1: mates. Yeah, it was really bad. I mean, that is a dumpable offense, isn't
2: it? Yep, and then uh, he puts... You see, you can say that to I one of your I wasn't mates. finished. Sorry, sorry. Thank you caitlin and then he put um claire next and he said to caitlin her inner beauty shines more than yours <sighs>
1: yeah it's like you thought it couldn't get worse yeah. and, th- and then he of that sort of well you know we've, that's the point of this thing is to be honest uh, and it's just it's bright all over again isn't it right yep. yeah you know what the point of this is to not be honest it is it really isn't to be honest it just is not
2: especially when you're still calling your ex who you slept with like a week ago before you went on holiday
1: yeah he's a scumbag he's a scumbag and because he seemed like this sort of cheeky chappy i will say you did call it yep you called it straight away with him yeah he 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 gave you the creeps
2: can't get deep yeah um Alyssa revealed that she was complicit in an affair with a married man. Um Duncan was a dickhead. Real upset about this. Um he said it was poor behavior and it made him question her moral compass because he had like a very close memory of being cheated on, which I promise you was when he was, like, 15 or something. Yeah. It's nothing nothing like a a grown-up. Now, you guys have heard it before. I... (laughs) When I got divorced, I pretty much only dated married men, and you can feel however you want to feel about that, and I respect (laughs) that, and I, you know, countenance all opinions on that matter, but my view is that when it comes to love, there is nuance and there are complications and there is no one way is, is all the way right, another way is all the way wrong.
1: Apologies for the noise off there. Um, my feeling on it is it's not the fault of the unmarried person, it's the fault of the married person. Um, it's really, if you want to sleep with a married person... I I kind of think that's absolutely fine. It's the married person who is arguably doing something wrong, but that very much depends on what their relationship is, you know? And I'm not going to be in judgment over, like, there are no hard and fast rules with these things, but I don't feel that she is the problem. I feel the problem would have been the married man, if anything. And even then, maybe not, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Her body she can do what she wants with her body. He was the married one, not her yeah I thought it was incredibly gross the way this is a woman who'd been raised in a kind of a very controlling controlling very controlling um you know religious upbringing where where morals are used against you and i I felt that for him to do that to her was kind of creepy and pretty gross
2: yeah yeah i agree i mean i think that's like i said that perspective is pretty close-minded to me
1: it also made me really sad when she was so grateful to him when he forgave her yeah that made
2: me really sad it It, did yeah
1: it concerned me about what the dynamic of this relationship might be
2: now um dan gets an award for (laughs) this week because um sandy was sharing basically childhood memories of being told that she stank Um, and he has a beautiful response, which is, how can I support you in that?
1: It was really something.
2: Not how can I support you in not stinking, but, you know, how can I support you in, um, in feeling more accepted, right?
1: You know how sometimes someone says something and you go, I couldn't have come up with a better line if I'd worked on it. I was really impressed, and it did mm. seem sincere. Yeah. That's the thing. I like him, and I like her so far. I think things may come out, but, uh, I mean, you know, there's nothing there. But that was a beautiful response.
2: Um, also, uh, big, big props to Claire just for having the patience to hear Jesse out on why he, quote, doesn't chase chicks yeah um you know she doesn't she says she doesn't take it personally any longer and she's just showing him a lot of care and empathy and really listening which is not something he can do for her and i'm sorry she is so much better than him
1: well i felt that at the commitment ceremony she was taken to, to task a tiny bit for not sort of giving him enough and how she's gonna have yeah to that made
2: me furious. do a little bit
1: more because he's so messed up and i just i wanted to grab the experts and say He is bad news. Don't come for her. She has given him more than his.
2: Yeah, because let's not forget that he said that he didn't feel that he had done anything wrong. Yep. That he resented being made to feel the jealous one, Mm -hmm. and he he called Claire demanding. Yeah. Um, And he accuses her of not having any empathy um and this was after you know who's on the phone gate which led to there being a challenge of you know are we going to share phones and I guess most people didn't, which is good,
1: you know? Since when were they allowed to bring these phones in all of a sudden? I mean, there has been the thing where they text each other, but it's all... Make,
2: but those were make, production phones. Make, it's
1: very strange that they're, to they're allowed... Yeah, calls to the outside yeah. is, is new. That's yeah.
2: normally verboten, but I think because they want to be able to get the inside scoop on these outside girls.
1: Well, after last year, how did the message get through last year um was it through text and stuff no I think it they wasn't it, last year no no
2: they didn't and it wasn't through text it was when oh sorry not last year um uh the year of bryce and melissa it was yeah, when sorry, she met years, his friends and then with with beck yeah. it was a video that she made herself where she was talking to her ex-boyfriend right so gross um Right. Right, right, right. Uh what else poor Josh having to watch the first impressions of her going on about freak in the sheets and Four. the size of his hammer and everything. God, that was so
1: the the worst bit is it's so basic. I know. It's so fucking basic. It's like is she an 8-year-old boy or a grown woman? Thor.
2: God, it's just embarrassing. Yeah, you know, it's one thing to say I didn't come here to fuck spiders, which is one of my favorite, probably my favorite quote of this whole series.
1: Magnificent of any season. I still don't know what it means, but like Robert. No,
2: I don't. I don't get it either.
1: Robert Smith has rewritten the Cure album that he's been working on for five years. He's like, oh no, now I've got to do a song about fucking spiders.
2: Um. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all I, that's all I have really, you know, Josh doesn't want to, Josh says he's not a disposable sex toy. If he was, it would be very boring.
1: Um, It would be one of those really underwhelming disposable sex toys that you get like at the grocery store. You know, when you go into a supermarket and all of a sudden they've got like sex toys and you go when did these appear? When did these hit Tesco? And and you're kind of like, hmm, I mean, it's good. You know, we're sex positive. This is good. I'm always happy to see those things. And then you sort of go, they're a bit shit though, aren't they?
2: I don't know. I'm just saying tomorrow's Valentine's Day and I bet you haven't thought of anything. So maybe you shouldn't be talking down (laughs) supermarket sex toys.
1: Okay, I'm going to just pop out for a minute. (laughs) Well, (sighs) that brings us to an end um for beautiful married at first sight australia thank you your country is beautiful your people are beautiful and your television is beautiful but i'm a little bit annoyed at your experts but i know they'll come back stronger next week um Stay tuned. There'll be more. Obviously, we'll be back after the next commitment ceremony. Uh, we are doing 90 Day Fiancé the other way. Um, there's lots.
2: There's no, there's no new episode this week because of the Superb Owl, yeah. the game that occurred yesterday where I think a giant beat an eagle. I might have that completely wrong. I know nothing about it. Yeah, I think
1: the Barn Owl beat the Tawny. I think, something like that. Um, so yeah, there's none of that this week, but there's plenty of stuff on the Patreon, blighty day, uh, patreon.com slash blighty day. Our socials are all blighty day as well at blighty day.
2: Yes. And say, say hi.
1: Go on. Just say hi. Just say hello. You can join the Facebook Facebook group. Blighty Day Bays, B A E S, or drop us an email blightydayfiance at gmail.com. Um, all the house has been taken care of. It is spick and span.
2: All right. Um, take care, everybody. Uh, oh, the other thing that I wanted to say is <laughs> we're not going to be covering after the uh, love is blind after the altar. We might say a few words on it, but you guys, I can't watch that please just please just understand that netflix. i need i need to prioritize self-care and yeah,
1: netflix is clowning on me because it it just constantly like whenever i want something it throws like the clips the trailer for for those episodes and every scene makes my flesh crawl yeah i just can't it's so hard to watch it's just essentially it's look at some people trying to be famous look at it's People trying to monetize the episodes you saw before. And I'm not really sure I want to be part of that. Monetize? Yeah. They're trying to spin it out now into being celebrities. So they're all very self-aware now of mm. of it having been on TV, you know? And it's just, it's not my thing.
2: But, you know, enjoy. All right, let's troubleshoot the printer <laughs> again.
1: Okay, we're going to work with the printer now. Love y'all, and we will see, see you, you soon. soon.